Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Jingle All the Way? I am, because after all, we, we are, are the watchers, watchers of movies. I like really almost started cracking up as we were saying that. <laughs> I saw you start to smile and I, I was like, she almost laughed like, at just the title. I just, I, it's just, you know, this movie is just, it's something, it's something else, you know? Like, <laughs> it is <laughs> something else. <laughs> yes. So. So. Do you have anything to talk about? Or yes. Anything? Uh, So on Saturday, Mike said he had an impulsive idea, Mm. and we went and saw Godzilla Minus One, Oh, and his friend uh, had suggested it, and it's a Japanese movie, it's a Godzilla movie, but it was made in Japan, and it was so fun, it was so good. Wait, when was it made? This year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's brand new. It's I new. didn't realize it was brand I new. I didn't know. I he when he texted it to me, like pretty much most of the time somebody texts me and is like, Hey, do you want to see blank blank blank? I'll always say just like sure. Unless <laughs> it's like unless it's I mean, I do have limits, but most of the time I'm just like, whatever. I didn't I had never heard of it. I had and heard of it. I, I just it said American, sure though. because I was like, Whatever, I like movies. And so I went in not I didn't watch any of the trailers or anything because it was that ap- same afternoon and uh, it was super fun. Oh. It's um, set right after World War II in Japan and it's it feels it feels very non-American in the best of ways because uh, some things happen in the beginning of the movie with Godzilla and I remember my heart kind of sinking and I'm like, wow, they're, it's happening right now. <laughs> And the whole movie is just going to be like mindless destruction. But Mm. it's not an American action movie. So it's not just mindless destruction. There's like a really good story and a lot of downtime in the best of ways. Like two thumbs up. It's so good. That makes me want to see it. It's so worth seeing. Go see it. Is it in Japanese? It is. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. There's no subtitles. So you have to learn the language before you go. Darn. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard that's a pretty hard language to learn. Maybe well, we I'll did it in one afternoon. It it, well, oh, really? in the morning, okay. really. We, yeah. So <laughs> I think it's manageable, but you do have to be diligent for, you know, the couple hours before you go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So and you just became fluent. Like, mm-hmm. in, oh, wow. That is, that is impressive. Hi. I have to tell you. Hi. Wow. I, I, I don't even know what that means. What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the time where I used to watch Heroes, there was this one I character. I think it means yes, but I don't even know. <laughs> oh, I know it means something, but oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So you're not fluent then. Well, I was on Saturday. <laughs> I haven't had an opportunity to use it since then, so I have lost the oh, ability. Oh, darn! Um, but it was worth it to see the movie in its original language. Yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. It's Did you recognize really good. any like people in it, or was it? Um, I didn't know. Interesting. I, they, it was. I think it was an all Japanese cast. Cool. And uh, Very it was cool. it was legit. Like it's so fun. And, I I kind of uh, want to like I want to go see it. You now. should see it. It's <laughs> I really fun. Go see it now. I you mean, should I, definitely see it. I love you know action films and i like foreign films and i was just reading an article this is a foreign action film yeah i was just reading an article um and mads mickelson was saying that he was he's like you know who's this (laughs) what mugs Mugs (laughs) muggleson oh okay i think you said his name funny there (laughs) all right leave me alone (laughs) Um, 
he was saying he's like you know marvel films are fine but i want to do more danish films and i was like hell yes i love the danish films that he's done oh, you know like that's spoken by somebody who made a billion dollars in a marvel <laughs> movie know, and right? now has the freedom to choose i think multiple marvel movies because yeah. he was in doctor strange oh no no i'm thinking i'm you know i'm confusing with fantastic beasts never mind he was in the third fantastic beast wait so he wasn't in a Marvel movie. No, he was. He was in oh, Doctor Strange. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. I if I if I, I feel was like in, he was in multiple. If I was in one Marvel movie, I'd probably be like, you know what? I think I'm gonna take some time and do some art pieces. <laughs> like, as well. I know. <laughs> like if you were like Chris Evans or something, you're like, yeah. you know, I'm just gonna retire. I'm <laughs> what like 40 now. You know, I have a lot of money. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so yeah, no, yeah. I mean, there's a time and a place for every movie, of course. But mm-hmm. so yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't think I hate really many. We'll have one mm. more thing. Oh, okay. So, uh, do, do share. Mike owns this British TV show from the eighties called Black Adder. Have you ever seen it? I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen a little little bits and pieces. What do you think of it? Um, I think I saw. I think I saw maybe the full first episode, and it really just wasn't my thing. It's I, pretty I was kind weird. Of like it. Like I wanted to be in it because I like British humor. Um, I like dry humor. But this was like, because it's with um, Rowan Atkinson, right? Yeah. There was something about it that I was like, "Eh, this just isn't, it's just not quite in my lane, you know? It's it's so strange. (laughs) And um, it's just, I don't don't even know how to categorize it. But uh, we watched a show together that he uh, had called Faulty Towers with John Cleese. And it's, that's a really fun show. And it's British. And it was made, I believe, in the 70s or maybe the 80s. And so in my head, because he also owns Black Adder, and in my head I was like, yeah, let's watch this British show. And I was thinking Faulty Towers with Rowan Atkinson, you know, like right. the same thing, but with Rowan Atkinson. And uh, it's just so strange. <laughs> um, and I, I like Rowan Atkinson makes like a fake. We, we've only watched the first few episodes. Like, well, he's seen it all, but I've, you know. Right. And there's something about it that like sometimes it makes me laugh. Uh, for example, in the opening credit music, or maybe it's the end credit. I don't remember if this happened. I think this, I can't remember if it happens at the beginning, but it happens during one of the credits. Uh, his character falls off his horse, and then the camera just follows the horse as it's galloping, <laughs> and that really made me laugh. But That's clever. I like that. A lot of the humor in the show isn't, like, doesn't always make me laugh, so I can't, I don't know how to categorize it. It's such a strange show but it's very british feeling which is kind of novel and there's an actor in it i think his name is brian blessed Uh, he plays the father and he's like very enigmatic he seems i have he seems like a stage actor so familiar he was in uh he played boss nass in episode phantom menace Episode one, the Phantom oh, Menace. Yeah, Star Wars. Definitely not. Episode that. one, the Phantom Menace. But um anyway, he's got he's he has a real uh charismatic air about him and, and it's interesting to watch him and and there's some side characters that are kind of funny and there's really clever like dialogue here and there. So there's something that keeps us putting an episode on, but it's just I just I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen such him in a, a wild strange unexpected show <laughs> have you ever seen the mighty boosh yes oh yes because <laughs> that's like one of those where i'm like okay this is 
it's something. <laughs> I'm like, I like, they used a camera and there was a script. I don't really know what, I, like it's, I've seen, I think probably like three seasons of it. And I don't know if I really even really liked it, but and there was, I, mean, I, I like Noel Fielding a lot. Me I think too. He's That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I really liked him. Yeah. But I like every, like, I'm like, I, you know, I don't think I'd ever go back to it and I sure. would never finish it, you know? Cause it was just, it was just like a little too weird and it was just a little bit, not that I don't like weird, but there, it's like it's there's a line where you're like, eh, you know what I mean, where it gets like too weird. Like the whole old Greg thing, I didn't think it was really funny. I felt like I know? felt like old Greg. People were like obsessed with old Greg yeah. because it was weird and not because it was actually funny. Yeah, kind of. Because I so kind too. of was like, like I a remember cult classic. Almost, yeah, yeah, like I remember watching old Greg with people, and you know they'd be like dying laughing, and in my and I'd kind of like chuckle along, but I'd be like. Is this funny though? <laughs> it's almost like their reaction is funnier than yeah. the actual thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I never got into it, but it's also just like everything that you were saying. I was like, this describes the Mighty Boosh. Like you could just be talking about both of them interchangeably and be like, and it would wouldn't make a difference. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Black Adder has slight more cohesiveness than the Mighty I Boosh. I feel like it probably does too, um, just because the Mighty the Mighty Boosh, Boosh was so is weird. kind of like. Everyone on the writing team maybe got high before they wrote it. <laughs> maybe. And then just like thought, definitely. let's do the weirdest <laughs> thing we can. And Blackadder has like, it, it keeps within like some parameters right. a little bit. But yeah, the Mighty Bush, well, the Mighty Bush is more like a skit show almost. Yeah. yeah but there mm-hmm. are some like consistent storylines within it. Like the two main characters are like, or the two main guys yeah. are like friends. Who right, right. And they work at like yeah. a zoo or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I Portlandia is kind kind of also like a Americanized version of that, but I really like Portlandia. I think Portlandia is hilarious. So every clip I've seen of it has really made me laugh. It's, so. it's pretty funny. Yeah, There's I've never a, seen a whole episode though. It's um like some are some are really bizarre, and you're just like, okay, what? Like, why did they decide to do this? But some are genuinely funny, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I think you might like it if you watch more of it. Yeah, I think I might as well. Yeah, based on how much I've laughed at clips and yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Totally. Totally. So, do you want to talk about the movie? Because I'm really excited to talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about the movie. Okay. So, I've seen this before. And I told you, I was like, I, well, we talked about it on the podcast, actually. We talked about it briefly. And I was like, this movie's just fucking bonkers. Like, I can't believe someone decided, like, greenlit this movie. It's bizarre. So what did you think of the film? <laughs> this movie is maybe one of the worst movies that's ever been made, but it's lacking any charm. So it's not a charming bad movie. It's literally just a bad it's movie. It's such a terrible film. It's so wait, wait. bad. Did you? Okay, so Mix Nuts or Jingle All the Way, which one do you think was worse? Wow. Well, mixed nuts, I think, was really? worse. Oh yeah. man, because jingle totally all the way. But I actually like. I liked mixed jingle nuts all a the bit, way. So. Had like um... <laughs> you can't even. You can't even explain. <laughs> She's like, it's there. The words are there. I just can't capture them at the um... moment. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. I. You know. I'm just going off of the feeling. Like, okay, when I finished watching Mixed Nuts, I was mixed. Mi- oh boy, mixed nuts. 
I was like really angry at just the world for that this movie existed <laughs> yeah. and that people paid money to make it and see it and and oh, I just so like funny. really it just like really make makes me angry. Mm-hmm. Like I'm feeling that anger right now thinking about it. But when I finished Jingle All the Way, I was just like that was the stupidest movie I've probably <laughs> ever watched. And then I tucked it away in my shelf in like a shelf in the back corner of my right. movie Rolodex in my mind and I'll just someday when I'm at a party I'll say like, "Oh, Jingle All the Way, I saw that. The reindeer belch is like a human." And then the, oh, and then, God. you know, and then that's over. But if He's somebody brings up reindeer vodka too, like, oh, my if, God. if I was at like a shooting range and mm-hmm. somebody s- brought up the movie Mixed Nuts, I'd probably m- make like the best shot of my life on the target. I'm not going to murder <laughs> no, 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 anybody, no, no, but I'm I just saying so, like, so. the rage would like I'd have You'd so much like, rage <gasps> that they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you just got a bullseye 16 times." And I'd be like, <laughs> yes. "It's the movie. It's the movie." You oh know? my god. What if that was your superpower? Is bad <laughs> movies like made you like the most amazing like you had just like like it not even traded my anger. Yeah, like not even not even like um like a great like shooting skills just like the best hand-eye coordination like ever like Uh you'd be like the best basketball player you'd be like the best baseball player like and just every time you'd just be like mixed nuts (laughs) every time like before the world series they'd just play the scene where juliette lewis was shooting up the apartment i think about that scene all the time and i would just be like get me out there i need to make some home runs we're taking we're taking the championship I'm ready. Guys, I'm feeling this. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah, no. Jingle All the Way is just really bad. It's very bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like, maybe if I was a six-year-old kid or an eight, like, six to eight-year-old kid, I might be like, that was yeah. fun. Yeah. But there's, those are the only two years of anyone's life where they might be interested. I mean, I'm sure... Even the adults in this movie were probably like, yeah, I needed a house, so I made it this movie. <laughs> oh, you yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. Rita Wilson was like, this is just, yeah, like, like, I like need my to husband just... is Tom Hanks. I really don't need to be making this movie, <laughs> exactly. but I'm not, the, I'm not yeah, suggesting that, that she's not a successful actress on her own. Right, I'm just right. saying, like, they got money coming into the household. Oh, yeah, no, you know? they're not. Well, you know, she, like, yeah. yeah, I don't, you know, I don't really, I wouldn't say that I, well, I guess I started thinking about Mixed Nuts because she's in both of them. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about that yeah. until you asked me right. what I was thinking, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my, Rita, what have you done? Tom still <laughs> And she her. was in Sleepless in Seattle, which was also terrible. Oh my gosh, terrible. you're right. Yeah, but she, but to be fair, she was the best part of that movie because because well, of the whole scene where she was crying about uh, um, an affair to remember. She's a legitimate actress. I really yeah, like her. Totally is, and yeah. I even think, like, of all the things in Jingle All the Way, her part was the was not offensive at all. No, you know? I think she, she was. was fine. I think she was good in it. In yeah. fact, I almost think that she was. She could have been a little meaner because her husband was really terrible. Oh my god! So. Well, and also like Phil Hartman's character, what a giant creep! I gotta be honest. In the beginning of the movie, I kind of was like, you know what? Just go with Phil Hartman <laughs> because this guy. When I first saw it, I kind Arnold of felt the same until, way. Until later yeah. in the movie when he became a creep. And then right. I was like, okay, this guy's not worth it. But I was just like... Oh, he just reeked of like bad. Ugh. It was, he was bad. He was so slimy. So like, you I like was... this movie? No. Oh. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, no, no. Um, so, yes, I, I watched the whole hour and 20 minutes again. I, I suffered. I made myself suffer for this <laughs> podcast. So you can tell how much I love this podcast. All of you listeners out there, I love you too. Anyway, um, 
it's just it was just so ridiculous and over the top that I think it'd just be perfect comedy fodder because it's so stupid. And also the people in it are also very stupid. (laughs) I mean, it's it's I can't even fathom just well, the movie starts in the most depressing of ways where Arnold Schwarzenegger is just a terrible dad and a terrible husband. Totally. Yeah. He's a liar. He's conniving. He and then he spends in the entire Christmas the day of Christmas Eve. Yeah. Uh trying to find this toy that he lied about buying for his son. And his family never like they never show his family being like, Where's dad? He said he was just going to the I office. Know. And I was like, if that was my husband, there would be some serious consequences yeah. for this this uh, blatant misuse and mistrust, misuse of power and mis like I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, the entire time I was like, you know what's gonna mean more than a toy to your kid? Spending time with his father. <laughs> you know, like I was like, come on. I was like, he just wants a dad, dude. Like, just be a dad to your son. And you know what? Tell him. You know what? I am an adult and I messed up and I'm really sorry that I messed up and I will get you that toy. It just might take me some time. And then you actually go and you fucking get it, you piece of shit human being. Anyway, I'm cool. No, that's it. <laughs> like, that's it. Like he, so he's, you know, I mean, let's, well, let's talk about the opening. So like the first, the, he's like on the phone at the office, you know, everyone's celebrating but him. He's too busy, like, oh, you're my favorite client. You're my number one client, you know, whatever. And then his wife is like, hey, babe, can you like, I don't know, come home and be a fucking father and husband? And he's like, oh, well, excuses. And he's like, you're my fa- one number one client. She's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I was like, girl, you get those psycho eyes going. Cause yeah. You're like, yeah. And uh, also, I mean, and he's he was- like, oh, I can't believe I said that. You know, it's just like, yeah, because he his son was getting like a new belt in karate. Yeah, uh, purple yeah. belt. Yeah, and he was gonna he was gonna be there and he at promised. the ceremony and he promised and his secretary was like, "You've only got twenty minutes." And he's like, "I'm gonna make it." And then he worked longer and then and she was doing the like love actually. Yeah, she was doing the love actually like cute cards. I was wondering if love actually kind of like got like made an homage to I don't know all the way by doing that. Bob Dylan was actually the one who did that for the first time in one of his videos. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh maybe it's more of an open. That'd make more. It's, that'd make yeah. more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't mean, think I personally love actually rather... should be mimicking jingle all the way in <laughs> I, any form. I don't but... think anything should be mimicking jingle all the way unless it's making fun of how terrible it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. And uh, and the the wife is just like, are you gonna be there? Like long and suffering wife. This poor Anakin Sky. Their son is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, Jake Lloyd. And uh, he's like, dad never comes to anything. And I was like, that's right. You know what? Your dad doesn't come to anything, and this is the perfect opportunity for you guys to maybe cut him out of your life. Yeah, for I real. Think. I mean, movie over. It's not like he's going to make any difference. <laughs> it's not like he's doing anything now, anyway. And it's you know, not like, like they live in a really mansion. Like he's busting his chop, like busting his ass, while everyone's having a Christmas party, and their house is just like this modest, yeah suburban house. It's not like they're wealthy, and he's like, all of this stuff is yeah. because I work so hard. It's like. I work so hard because I hate my family, I think, I guess. I don't don't even, I mean, I don't, like, it's, it's, it's such, first of all, that trope, and I don't know how tired of a trope that was in 97, but I feel like it's just a tired 
trope in general but yeah, the trope it, of like I the shitty yeah then. like the neglectful shitty husband is like mm-hmm. oh okay we're doing this again again all right cool yeah, yeah this is so unique and unusual from but it's also like the it's not just that it's like the shitty neglectful husband that gets continues to fuck up and somehow everything works out perfectly for yeah. him and they love him for it and i'm mm-hmm. like He's like, it, karma's not even biting him in the ass. And that is what's so frustrating about this movie is that it's like, he does all this shit. He does all this shit. And he keeps being super shitty. I'm pretty sure he committed a couple felonies. He fucking assaulted the DJ of the radio. I mean, that's a, that's assault, you know? Like, he, I think he was like almost choking him, wasn't he, or something? Yeah. He was like well, maniacal. There and was he broke the scene- window, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he broke into... Uh, Phil Hartman's house. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did. And uh, but earlier in the movie, when they're all waiting outside the toy store, Sinbad takes a woman by the neck. Yeah. Oh my god. She's like she's Myron. She's total Myron. Yeah. She's totally stoic. She just lets him like yeah. shake her briefly yeah. by the neck, and everyone in the crowd is just like. Hey, stop that. I know. And I was like, what am I watching? Let's just watch Sinbad casually assault a woman in a crowd. Just kind of like let it go. You could have called that attempted murder. I think. I mean, how how are you that woman and just like so stone faced? I know. I would have like if someone grabbed me and started choking me, my first instinct would be to hurt them. Like my first instinct wouldn't be like, this is fine. I'm fine. Unless it's like. (laughs) Like have, oh well you've seen kind of parts of Archer but I don't know how much you've seen of it but there's that character that's played by Judy Greer Cheryl Cheryl Carroll she's got like four different names in the show um, she's really turned on by violence and so she's talked numerous times about being choked like to death and like how hot it would be it'd be like the most like she says like gushingly like wet orgasm ever anyway. Unless that woman's like that. Well, in this <laughs> Which movie, I don't think I, she is. I'm, I don't think that that is the situation. So, I don't think so either. Uh, but I guess, in a, yeah. Um, I mean, let's all make an exception for that one woman <laughs> right, yeah, like, yeah. who's an animated character who might feel that way. <laughs> I love, I love Cheryl Carol. I think she's hilarious. She's just such a mess. She's just such a mess of a human being. Um, so I mean, they all are. But it's anyway. a ridiculous scene anyway because yeah. he just like casually takes her by the throat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I so think you could call you know, that attempted murder. That's when you know that this movie is going to be. I mean, a little Myron is unhinged. Like that yeah. guy is seriously maybe suffering from well, mental it's, illness. Well, I think the whole world is suffering from a mental illness in this yeah, movie because maybe. it's like at at best, Turbo Man is like Superman, mm-hmm. and there has never been a situation in my lifetime where the entire world—men, women, children, old, young, everyone is ob- so obsessed with Superman that they are, like, going to a parade and talking about Superman, calling in radio stations, going to these stores and causing riots. I mean, people do cause riots over I mean, sales, I feel like Tickle Me Elmo was pretty That's the closest huge, thing I yeah. could think of, but I still was just like, this is extreme. I'm trying to think of other ones. And even, like, really... Tickle Me Elmo is way more neutral than a superhero anyway, yeah. because boys... I'm not saying girls don't like superheroes, but I like the mad dash for a superhero toy. I don't buy it because most of the population that's going to want that toy is probably boys. 
uh, young boys. Right. And Tickle That's Me the Elmo. Yeah, yeah, the demographic. That's good. Tickle Me Elmo was like borderless, you know, yeah, boys and girls wanted him. And, so, and they were also for younger <clears throat> children, too, like toddlers. More. Yeah. Yeah. So that made sense. Um, <coughs> and Beanie Babies, maybe a slightly, a little bit, but still. I love like, Beanie. Did you have Beanie Babies? Because I, I had a few. So yeah, many. I had a few. Oh, we had like a laundry basket of them, oh, wow. like overflowing. Because every week I would go and I'd buy a new Beanie Baby. Nice. It was my, They're so it was cute. My little, uh, it was my little, um, you know, allowance. And so my I, little allowance <laughs> went to go buy a $5 baby because I was a little kid and it was so cute. I, I used to them. work uh, the job I, I used to work uh, the job I had in insurance before the job I have now is we evaluated contents. So when people would have like a, a, a loss, an insurance loss, they would send a list of their personal property that was like in their house or in their car and we would go through and find the, the replacement value of all those items and um, <laughs> there was uh, every once in a while you get a list that would have a princess die beanie baby on oh it. Oh my god! And people would put like because so they, they'd put the item and then they'd put the estimated value. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had one, and the person put princess die beanie baby collector's edition, very rare. $25,000. Wow. No, no, it's not worth $25,000. <laughs> no, I know. I, I don't really believe it. There was one on sale on eBay that was like on sale for like 15000 Okay. But nobody's buying that because there's just as many on eBay that are for sale for like 20 bucks. you know? Right, right. So it's like, well, I'm really sorry that you think that this Princess Diabetes baby is worth this much money, but you're going to get, you know, the normal value of a... Right. You know, maybe I'll be nice and I'll give you like double the normal value of a Beanie Baby. So right. <laughs> 15 bucks or something, you know? And it's just like, Beanie Babies n- never became the lucrative. Uh, did you ever see that photo? It was floating around the internet a couple of years ago, and it was a photo from divor- a divorce court in the late '90s, and it was a husband and wife um, organ like about. like debating, like trying to play fair about like dividing dividing up their Beanie Baby collection. <laughs> It's like, why would you guys divorce each other? You're clearly made for each other <laughs> if, if you're both this passionate about the Beanie Baby collection. There's an episode in uh, Broad City. I don't think you watch that far, but um, Abby and, and Alana go back to Abby's hometown. And like Abby's dad's played by Tony Danza, which is an important. I just wanted to add that in just to pepper it, you know. Anyway, so it turns out that Abby has a Beanie Baby of John Bonet Ramsey. And. <laughs> I know, and it gets so much That's worse so too. Bad. It gets so much worse. Uh, you That's know what? So I'm not bad. even gonna spoil it for you no. because you should watch it. Oh, so, okay, because it is just, just like the phrase "beanie baby." It is just Jumping like it's Ramsey. such a weird. Like it's not. Well, it's not really weird, but it's just such like a fucking just the episode is. Yeah. All right. You're just gonna have to watch it. You've whetted my interest. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is Google Broad City. John Benet Ramsey Beanie <laughs> Baby and they'll it'll come right up immediately. So because it. um, it's like a big part of the the episode. Like it's like a moving the plot forward essentially is so anyway. But yeah. So back to this. Also to the movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in at the radio station, was involved in a bombing. 
Oh, yeah, like a smoke bomb or something or whatever it was. I don't know, but, well, first they t- the the male guy was like, this is a bomb, and it wasn't really a bomb. I know, as and soon then the as he picked time, that up, because I didn't remember from last time, I was like, that's not a fucking bomb. I'm like, he just picked a package out of his yeah. bag. Like, I was like, that's and not a bomb, And then the next item fine. ended up being a bomb. Yeah. And I was like, so both of them are going to prison, right? Because they yeah. just brought a bomb in, and it, de- like, yeah. it detonated. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. They're they're going to prison, right? Right? You would think so. You'd think so. But it's just there's like okay, hold on, let me. I wanted to I meant I wrote on my notes Ted who's played by Phil Hartman. He reminds me of a character in Bob's Burgers called Upskirt Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> and cuz so Kurt what he does is he has a seaplane. And he, these women will, like, want to have a lesson on his seaplane where he's going to teach them how to fly a seaplane. And what he does is he fakes a crash landing and he lands on an island. And the island's called Quippy Kissit Island or where they, the locals like to call it Quickie Kiss Island. So, of course, Tina's obsessed with it. She wants to, you know, kiss all the boys there. Um, love Tina. Anyway. He and then he crash lands on the island, fake crash lands, and because of all this like adrenaline, these women usually have sex with him because they're like bored in their marriages. Well, uh, Linda ends up going and he's like trying to like seduce her. And she's like, dude, I'm married, I'm not gonna fuck you. Like, she doesn't say that, but you know what I mean? Like, she's like, no. Um, but it's just like Ted has that like energy of like he sees all these like poor, like desperate for like ne- like attention from their neglectful husbands, you know, these poor women. And he's like, oh, I bake cookies and I do all this stuff. And it's just like, it's like, there's a certain fish and I can't remember the kind of fish it's called, but it's a fish that it has like a, like when it's being attacked, it has a slime that's released off of it. And the slime like expands like 10 times in water or something like that. It's crazy. Wow. Ted is that fish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's so slimy. He's so creepy. And I don't think I've actually ever seen Phil Hartman in anything else. You know? Really? Because, well, he died pretty young, too. He was killed. Yeah, he was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I never, I never oh. really got into Saturday Night Live. I was actually in a Mad TV when I was younger, which I don't understand as an adult. I'm like, I, I don't understand why I was into it as a kid. You know what I mean? Because, like, as an adult, I'm like, Lauren, this is garbage and you know better. <laughs> I liked Mad TV as well, but I i mean, Saturday Night Live is my favorite, but I didn't mind Mad TV. I, I, I liked it. I, it. It wouldn't be something I'd watch now. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. anyway. So, <laughs> but yeah, i uh, he's trying to be the gay best friend, but not gay. Yeah. So he yeah. can lure all to, these like, women all in pants. Yeah. and be like, look at how, look at how understanding and nice I am. I know. But then the son his son reveals that he was a terrible husband he's like oh he only started doing this since i got divorced and i was like so he's basically just it's just an act to get women to sleep with him 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. and it's and it felt so inauthentic and fake to me too like the entire time and you can even see like and you don't i don't think you like immediately see it but you can see when he has the reindeer and the first of all I don't know why a reindeer is trying to attack Arnold Schwarzenegger, Howard. Yeah, because Howard, it, like Ted says that reindeer are like very like mild mannered creatures, but mm-hmm. this it was like almost like this thing was rabbit or yeah, something. It was, it was bizarre. Weird. Yeah, and I'm not sure what what like illegal underground animal uh, 
dealers right. that he got that from, but it was pretty weird. It didn't seem like it was essential either. Yeah, yeah, like no. it didn't seem essential to the plot at right. all. I no. thought they could have totally it was, written it out and it wouldn't have made a difference. They could have written out a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. That made the, the movie would have been only an hour long. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, well, you can see with the reindeer, he's like pulling at it, and he's this look on his face. It's like a little like disturbing. Like it's yeah. a, like he looks like he's hurting the reindeer by pulling it. You know what I mean? And I was like, this guy's not a good guy. You know what I mean? Like you just you get that. Like you see that someone mm-hmm. who treats a helpless animal in a way that's bad. I'm gonna say I don't want them part of my life because yeah, you're sure. probably not a good person, right. you know. Well, and I have a cat, true. and I have to protect my little angel baby. Okay, he's very precious. Where is he? I don't know. Well, I'll find him later. It's not that <laughs> he's lost. No, I'm kidding. He's, he's in not apartment. lost. We oh, saw he's him probably being a meow. Oh yeah, yeah. He's in the closet. He's in the closet being a meow towel. Um. Yeah. So the fr- I watched this. I started this movie on Monday night. Okay. And I, sorry, Sunday night, and I uh, fell asleep pretty quickly, <laughs> and so I had to stop it. And I was gonna watch it Monday night, but um, I was I was watching the show Loki with a friend of mine, and so I didn't watch it Monday night. And then I had to watch it tonight before we recorded. I had to finish it, and I almost fell asleep watching it again. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, it's not that engaging. It's not, no, it's not. really that good. Um, no, it's not. But I just, I, I feel like the whole, like, the movie is just about a guy trying to find one toy and it loses its steam really fast for me. It does. It it's because it's, you know, if it was like, if the movie was about like Ted, that might be an actually interesting movie. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he's creepy. You're not really rooting for him. Well, you, I don't. I'm not rooting for Howard. I don't want Howard to me succeed. I don't want him to succeed. I at want. All. I wanted Howard to fail because yeah. I think he doesn't deserve his nice family. <laughs> I know. I told you, know, you. I totally agree with you. I think that. He, I wanted him to fail because I wanted his wife to go, you know what? I'm done with your shit and we're done and this is it. And I'm going to go raise my child yeah. and you can be a part of his life, but I'm not going to make any promises for you anymore. So I actually, you know. I, ha- I I don't know if I can properly put this into words, but I think it's, um, I feel like it's a subtle misogyny watching this movie because it's the focus is about him being a terrible father and I think the implication in the movie is that women who have children don't need a man to love them. And it really annoys me because it's like they're acting like, well, she's fulfilled because she has her child. Oh, and yeah. The whole movie is him trying to be a better father, but never trying to be a better husband. Right. And he's equally terrible at both. And that kind of annoys me because I guess it, it, wait, I don't understand how it's misogynistic, though. Well, I just I feel like it's like, see, once you're a good father, the woman's needs don't matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And and I I, yeah. I um, it's it's subtle and I maybe I'm reading too much into it, but as I don't a, think so, though. So as a woman, um, my perspective on this would be like, you got to handle our relationship and then worry about the rest falling into place um 
you can't just strive to be a good father and leave your family all day on Christmas Eve because you want to find a toy to redeem yourself for your child because your family is more than your child. Wait, actually... And your wife needs you and... You can't you can't separate them like that. And I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it kind of irritated me in the movie because there's more than just the son that is affected by his um his horribleness. Yeah, I mean What were you going to say? Uh, what I was going to say is that I didn't actually think that he was really getting the toy for his kid as That's much as he was getting point. it for his wife so that his not oh for, for his no, no, oh, you, not no I mean for I know his you, wife. I knew what you but, meant, but but he's doing something for her in like but like making the son like a by proxy type of if that no, makes sense. I did not see it that way at all. Cuz for me I think he's he's fulfilling a promise to her and the son is just part of the promise. No, cuz he promised his son cuz his son was so pissed at him that he missed the belt thing. That's true. He said, "I'll get you whatever you want." And the son says, "I want this toy." Yeah, and see for me, I think he was doing it more for his wife. I, yeah. I am I'm sorry, but I 100% disagree with you. <laughs> That's fine. You know, um, you don't have to agree with me. Because he promised the son, and the whole time he called home, the son yelled at him. Uh, he went to the parade. He singled the son out. Yeah. The son, his son was hanging off of a building, that and was- the people in the parade literally couldn't care less i know and nobody was trying to console the wife and mother of this child i know nobody cared nobody no, consoled her well she they thought it was part of the thing well the but then parade, later yeah. like she's standing there she's like that's my son and then everything ends up being okay luckily and thank god the son didn't the die father's or son you know the father-son relationship is like totally restored like yeah. he is even so it's so restored that the son gives the toy that he got he gives the turbo man toy away for for you know because his dad is dressed as turbo man which we'll get right. to and so there's no like the only <clears throat> restoration we get is he just tells the wife i've been a terrible husband i'm gonna do better and i love you guys and that's it. There's there's nothing. I mean, she was just hit upon by a guy. Oh my god! She so had to use creepy. like force to get away yeah, from. Yeah, she like hit him in the and head with a thermos or something. I just, I just, I feel like she is like. There's an episode. There's a sketch on Saturday Night Live of um. It's a. It's with Kristen Wiig and it's a music. It's a musical sketch where it's like two kids and an, and a dad and a mom and and a dog and they're all talking about their awesome gifts. And the the kids are Wait, like, is it like a real dog or like a person? Dressed yeah, up it's like a dog? real okay. dog. <laughs> okay. No, it's a real dog. Because you and said they are like, all, so I was, and it's Saturday Night Live, so I kind of just. No, it's a real dog. I was, and uh, they're all talking about like all the awesome gifts they got, the really expensive gifts, and, and then they get to the mom, and the mom's like, and I got a robe. It's a really nice robe, and then she like fixes the collar, and the tag falls out. And it's on like it was on super sale, so <laughs> they didn't even spend that much for it. Oh, and then like this movie is like the embodiment of that That's music so video sad. for me, and it's like women are fulfilled through their child relationships. So the only relationship we need to worry about is the father son in this yeah. story, and and I just really didn't like it because. He was also a terrible husband. Now, if he yeah. and his wife were rock solid and the movie was supposed to be about a father-son relationship, 100% 
take it home all the way i'm totally. I'm on board i you know that's cool but he was a terrible person yeah and sure. the wife was equally a victim and it really i don't know it like really rubbed me the wrong way because i i really balk at this like trope that like women can just be fulfilled through children when they have like a really inattentive husband yeah well and it's also it's also like a little delusional to think that way that someone like a woman is fulfilled just purely because of like her child rather than you know needing it's it's like women like need other interpersonal relationships in their lives to like you know like have an emotional connection to people and and feel fulfilled and you're you're totally right like it's it's just it's kind of like he's just a shitty guy all around and then his ending is just like the best ending in the world for him because he gets everything and he looks like a fucking hero <laughs> and I, his I, wife is never pissed at him really there's one moment she's where like, she's I'm like so damn it harold and then that howard howard yeah and then that's it yeah like no she's like I howard know. because of your actions our child was literally hanging five stories over parade and could have fallen to his death while everyone yeah. down here was just kind of like yeah they're like mm, whatever yeah I, I i don't understand how uh, just so do you want to just talk about the parade let's do okay. it okay so <clears throat> so first of all he's trying to like get to them or whatever he's he he doesn't have the toy yet and he gets into this like warehouse thing and they're all like, oh, my God, you're the Turbo Man guy. Doesn't let him talk the entire time. There's this dude, like, barking orders at him. And he's like, this, whatever. He's not important. But anyway, so he, like, goes out on this float, right? And <laughs> so the part that, like, really, <laughs> I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. So, like, the thing that really <laughs> made me laugh about this stupid fucking movie is that <laughs> he's got this helmet on. And it has a clear-ass visor. And you can definitely <laughs> tell who is wearing the helmet. There is you can no anonymity. Yeah, there's no anonymity for <laughs> yes. him in his face. Like, he might as well have been, like, just wearing an Arnold Schwarzenegger mask. <laughs> I know. Like, you know, this is actually the part that I really wanted to talk about because I could not. Un- <laughs> I could so not bad. believe that someone thought that this was an okay thing to put in there. Um, so, anyway, so he's, like, on this, this you know... This this float, and then Myron, so Sinbad's character, knocks out the villain, and you and know like the dude from Revenge of the Nerds is in there. Is the the fluffy, the fluffy creature? Oh yeah, yeah. the the bunny thing. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That weird, creepy. I if those done two men, that, too, that was weird. I didn't that, like that. Yeah, either. but if those two men, Sinbad and Arnold, Myron and Howard put their heads together they probably could have taken over the world since they were so like he was a, he was able to to take the place of the villain jumping off of a building that's true onto the floor i know it, it was it's just like it's like the things that make sense in our world do not apply in this film yeah you know it, it's so so anyway they're like fighting and all this shit right and he has to pick a kid out from the crowd. So he picks his child because it's like just so coincidental that at that exact moment, the kid happens to be there in the fucking line and he can see him and is like what it is like very obviously brightly colored coat. Like it wasn't gray. It was like a subtle brown or gray or anything. It was like a orange and like red. You know what I mean? I'm, either way, I'm saying like this kid stood out. Sure. You know? 
it was just very coincidental. Oh, okay. I wanted to. <laughs> so the weatherman, the weatherman, and then the woman, which I think were robots, because I cannot see them being real people. They were very, re- I actually very robotic. really, I actually really liked the weatherman and the AM radio Did woman you? because they were like, uh, they were just like uh, stereotypical broadcasters. His name was Gale Force. <laughs> And her name was just, it was like Linda Tits or something. What was was her name? I don't know. But she was like, today we're here at the parade. And it was just like, hi, Gail. How are you doing today? It's a perfect broadcaster voice. Exactly. And and I actually thought that they were like maybe the only redeeming part of the entire movie. (laughs) Because they were really good, like uh, satire on broadcasters at a parade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How much money? Well, number one. This parade was attended by so many. It was Christmas, it was Christmas Eve, and in Wait, this city, the Twin Cities. What is what that's, is that? I uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Okay, okay. I was trying to. I couldn't remember what. I couldn't remember what it was. You yeah, know? I and, was like uh, Twin Cities. It's in Minnesota, but okay. um. So this is Christmas Eve, and in this city, Christmas Eve lasts for like forty-seven hours because. Yeah. He was running all over town yeah. for who knows how many hours. And it was still and brightly lit. It was lit still brightly lit. Yeah. And who knows what he was doing all day. The day was so long. And the whole this is Christmas Eve. Right. The whole town was there. Like, the roads were blocked. The traffic was crazy. And it's, like, some generic name. Like, the movie is about Christmas because it's very... It's Christmas Eve. It's very clearly about Christmas. But right. the parade in the movie is, like the wintertainment holiday parade or something and so the whole town is at the wintertainment holiday parade Mm -hmm. how much money do they spend on this parade because turbo man had a real jetpack yeah they had all kinds of characters i saw snoopy i saw a crayola pack of crayons i saw uh madeline and uh who there were so many other cartoon characters and um I think it was Gumpy and Pokey. I saw Gumpy, (laughs) Pokey. There was a Cabbage Patch Kid. There was like all kinds of characters, and I was like, "How much money is this city spending on a parade? And why are there so many people here for? It's Christmas Eve in Minnesota. I guarantee it's cold." And they have uh, a lot of sponsors. That's how they. I guess so. Jeez, but so the one fun thing I thought was the broadcasters who did a like those two really got their money you know they 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 made the money that they were being paid i thought (laughs) they knew the assignment out of everyone in the entire movie they knew the assignment assignment. i liked them anyway um you know uh courtney cox's character in scream is gail weathers oh (laughs) i forgot about that i don't think i I would have remembered that that on my own i was like weatherman gail Gail force (laughs) hi gail (laughs) oh okay so i have to say so i want to go back a little bit so um we talked about him breaking into Ted's house and he almost like burns down the fucking house. Nobody seemed concerned about the fact. I know. Like, Ted, like, like, <laughs> Ted might be a scumbag, but he also had a fire in his home on Christmas Eve. Yeah. And he seemed and that and then they leave to go to the parade. The only thing Ted was worried about was having sex with yeah. Howard's wife. That's the only and, thing he I cared mean, about. Ladies, that's a red flag. Yeah. If a man's <laughs> house has a fire in it and he's still like what say you we go to this like, hey, wintertainment yeah. gala holiday extravaganza parade I'm like ted there's a fire in your home like, don't you there's a take fire in that? my pants <laughs> <laughs> baby 
the fire is in our love. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and, and also, I think one of the reasons I didn't like this movie was because there's just the whole movie was there was too much chaos and that really stresses it was a me lot out of chaos yeah. and it makes me anxious and like the chaos of him destroying even a villain's home just really i really don't like it like no. you know what you could have like they could have had him in the movie lighting a fire to saddam hussein's home and i would still think i would be sympathetic to Saddam Hussein. You know what I mean? That's how like well, the yeah, chaos of the home. Losing your fire or your house to a fire yeah, is like really where sad was, and scary. Where you know? was Ted's son this whole time? The son was just conveniently not at home while there was a, a break, like a burglary. Was I not supposed fire. to like the son? Because I did not like well, his son. I, I thought actually, he was obnoxious. I actually was like not how pleasantly. Son, Ted's son. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised that Ted's son was actually pretty kind. Yeah, and I guess like, he was. It's really easy to make like you know like little squ- squirmy, s- snivelly. What am I looking for? Scrawny, little scrawny Anakin Skywalker gets picked on by like chubby, t- like Ted's chubby son. Right. You know, like that's a really like tired trope. Yeah, but the for son sure. was actually like really nice. I and guess I, I guess and I realized, liked yeah, that. Maybe it was- I mean, it's okay that you didn't like him, but I just, I thought that, like, of all the tropes that they didn't, of all the tropes that they didn't, like, fall into, the kids were just super neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing I feel really strongly about is the visor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing I feel Why very is he wearing a visor? <laughs> it's just like- Anyway, okay. Also, he named the reindeer Ted after his dad, which I think yeah. is a little bit weird. But yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah. And then, like, when Howard calls the kid on the phone and and uh, <laughs> he's like, where's your mom? Oh, she's out petting Ted. What? She's wanting Ted. <laughs> but, like, everything else in this movie, his concern lasted, like, 0.3 seconds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I if feel you- like at that point, I'd be like. I'd be like, I'm coming home. Right. I don't know what's happening. Petting? What do you mean by that? What does petting mean? What does petting mean, child? <laughs> yeah. In certain... Who is Ted? Like, I know or what wait. it means in certain aspects, but you don't know what it means. Yeah. So what does it mean? You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. So then, like, Howard's hanging out with the reindeer for some reason, getting this reindeer de- wasted. <laughs> He's giving him beer. He was giving him vodka. An explodible- oh, he was. Yeah. I thought it was a bottle of beer. Okay. He was giving him beer oh, and both. vodka. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so when you kill this reindeer, yeah. which will probably happen, I hope you also <laughs> get punished for animal cruelty because you absolutely fucking should. Yeah. Because that is cruel. And he should go uh, to prison for a long, long time. I mean, just like <laughs> fucking fuck off, man. <laughs> you know? um, oh, and they subtle they like for like a split second use the drawing trope where he like looked into the playhouse and saw a picture his son uh, had yeah. drawn of them as like a happy family, and I was like, I can't even be mad. I'm not surprised. I, I, mean, know, I actually I don't know. like at least it wasn't like a prophetic drawing right. where, it oh, showed, where it was like showing him lighting a fire on t- in Ted's house trying to steal Turbo Man or <laughs> like, something. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> and um, I wrote something like, okay, of course, like the only like he immediately found the only like action figure shaped box and he shook it and Turbo <laughs> and Man's it, like it, saying something and I was like, oh, well, that's and convenient. It Turbo Man it? wrapping paper as <laughs> yes, well. Yes. I was like, be more obvious. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Like, Turbo Man just sitting on top of it going, I'm Turbo now, Man. Far be, it, far be it for me to think that I can fix this movie. But you can. It would have been better if it would have been better if they would have just 
walked in like ted and the wife would have walked into ted's house we don't even know the wife's name yeah see she doesn't even get a name i I don't don't even think i don't know but anyway you can look it up but i don't even care i'm just gonna take a quick peek because (laughs) i want to know if she has a name or not all right liz Liz, apparently so they walk in they walk into the house and just see him surrounded by christmas wrapping because he unwrapped all of ted's presents to find the turbo man right no fire needs to start. Yeah. No, because no reindeer. No reindeer. No fire. It's just plain and simple. A a really terrible guy being really terrible. Right. Right. And uh, and also Ted has a home for him and his son the next day on Christmas morning. Right. So yeah. I mean I the just, fire wasn't that bad, but it was still like there was definitely some damage. There was there. definitely some damage, yeah. and and so I just it's anyway. It, I totally agree. First of all, like any sort of unless. Unless it's like midsummer, which is a f- like fire is kind of a big part of it. Where they, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. Mike has uh, but, uh, Mike has repeatedly watched that. He really he thinks it's really a, a really I like that good movie. movie. And I'm like on the fence. I know that there's some stuff in it that I I don't know if I I just feel like it'd be maybe like a little bit too disturbing. But I'm very very curious about it because it sounds interesting. I think the, it, there are. Yes, there are a couple disturbing parts, but I think you'll know when they're happy or they're going to happen. And you can also have Mike just go like, "By the way, this is gonna, this is a disturbing part, oh, so maybe close true. your eyes." Because could watch it together. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I, I mean, I would totally review that movie. I love that movie. I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, film. Mike, it, Mike is a it's big also fan. The I, I have to say, as a woman who had a very shitty boyfriend, it is a great movie to watch if you have had a shitty boyfriend because, oh. oof, the revenge in that is so good. <laughs> Are you spoiling things for me? No, not really. Not really. Okay. Not really. All right. Maybe a little bit, but not really. Not n- honestly, Maybe not really, because I still don't. You will not see it coming. Okay. Either way. All right. So well, I will see it coming because I know that there's something, but you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, just the last like ten seconds. Just erase from your memory. Just, just edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> okay. It doesn't work that way. I know. Um, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, so okay. Okay, so then what I wanted to talk about, so Ted and Liz <clears throat> pull up in the car, and, and Ted's like... And he's got a, like, 90s panel van going on, which is kind of nostalgic. Like, the Woody. It was, yeah. But it's that like a sad little a van. bizarre car. <laughs> I remember seeing car. those on the road. I do, too. Yeah. Um, and so the kid's in the car. I don't even know the kid's name. The kid's like... Oh, mom, I'm going to go. I want to go and look at the parade. And she's like, fine, honey. And I was like, okay. So there's thousands of people here. He's, what, three feet tall? <laughs> yeah. That's a great I idea. pretty like, bonkers when they're like, oh, we see our friend Owen and his dad. Can we go Can we go stand by them? And then the weird thing is, why wouldn't Rita Wilson be like, well, I'll just come with you. And I know. Ted can Instead, park the she car. Was like, talk. She's like, oh, let's talk for a bit. Or like, I don't even know what they the would like. The whole bit of the twins, every resident of the Twin Cities, except for the, fa- the poor family that were sitting down to dinner when he went through their window later in the movie, <laughs> were at this parade, and she's letting her tiny son... I know, and he I, is like, tiny. No way. Uh, uh, yeah, I would have been like, and the look no. Oh, honey, you can wait for me because yeah. you're three feet tall and you will get lost in this huge crowd. Right. Like, 
And when the kids left, Phil Hartman gave such a, like, dirty, like, evil, like, conniving look. Like, ooh, now we're alone. <laughs> I know. And he, like, he was, like, holding her head in, like, a headlock yeah. or something. It was very it was bizarre. Yeah. It was really Like, weird. he was, like, trying to seduce her. But I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, this is not, first of all, not sexy at all. No. And secondly, like, you're you're being, like, forceful at the point where she had to use a heavy object to give him like a fucking yeah, concussion like a, a or to get away from him yeah. like okay he's like here have some non-alcoholic eggnog <laughs> I know, I know. and then she hit him over the head with it he and but fuck him fuck that creepy the dude. way that the characters converge in this movie is ridiculous as well because they were sitting in his car in a parking lot at a the most crowded yeah downtown event i've ever seen it was like woodstock 69 like there were so many people it was crazy yeah and suddenly the crowds like part was there and howard can see right into the car and thinks that they're canoodling and i was like how does this happen how do these all these characters end up in the same city block in a situation like this i know it's <laughs> i know i don't know and also the cop so there's this there's this continuous thread of this police officer that Who's not even that good pulls of a police over, officer, to no, be honest. Well, <laughs> like, he pulls Howard over the night before because Howard starts driving on the shoulder to get, oh, get yeah, past yeah. the traffic. Yeah. And then the next Smart. day when Howard is... Um, what did Howard do? He, like, knocked over... Oh, he ran over... He ran over the policeman's motorcycle <laughs> or knocked it over or whatever. Same policeman. And then when they're at the radio station with the bomb threat, the yeah. po- that policeman gets blown up by the bomb. Yeah. And then he still has the wherewithal to go to the parade. Like if, if I'm getting, if I'm blown up by a bomb, I'm probably going to sit the parade out. He, like he, like his hand, I it's mean, it was, bandaged. I must have just been a smoke bomb or something, but it still did damage to his hands. I would you know? still be like, you know what? I've done enough oh, yeah, today. No, I don't have to go to like, the winter time. Like, I'm winter taking a day parade. off boss. I just yeah. got blown up. I'm good. Thank and you. Then, and then Howard's, spills like knocks into him and he spills like, coffee on him hot coffee. And I'm like this poor cop I know. like all this 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 whole like two days in a row howard has been terrorizing this policeman i just it's it's ridiculous i know and just it's like okay all right so okay so Howard sees his child in a city of thousands. Happens to be the same spot. Thank God. I mean, they put him in do? the they put him in the Turbo Man costume yeah, because yeah. they think he's the guy who's right. filling in for the other Turbo Man who apparently had a terrible accident. Well, yeah, the, the guy, the like dude that's giving him all the directions is like, oh yeah, um, there's been some brain activity on you know so and so like the last well, yeah. guy who was supposed and, to wear the costume. And he's just uh, and Howard's like, oh okay, <laughs> but like he doesn't ever get a chance to explain who he is. There's himself he's i mean he's like being jostled around by all these yeah. people like putting on this they are costume, taking you know? his clothes off and putting a costume yeah. on him like, and he like, never exudes any like the thing that maybe the most ridiculous thing about this movie is that um arnold schwarzenegger is arnold schwarzenegger is inhuman like in real life he's gigantic he's, he's a huge. bodybuilder yeah yeah and he's it's like he's in he's like a Russian assassin that's in witness protection. <laughs> and <I love> it. <laughs> no one in the movie, no one is like alarmed by the fact that this giant bodybuilder right. 
is just wearing regular clothes and like khakis and walking around helpless. And there's like even the scene in the warehouse with the Santa Clauses. And I think it's oh, supposed yeah. to be cheeky. They like start fighting him and he doesn't even really fight them back very well. You know, he's supposed to be an everyman, but I'm sorry. An everyman doesn't look like they just like <laughs> ate a bunch of steroids. I know. Or just, you know what I mean? Like, it's well, yeah. And he could have pushed these people off him and been like, "Stop yeah. what you're doing." This and man he, easily could I mean, push yeah. any number of them off as I they're know. trying to dress him in this costume. I mean, we've all seen Predator. We've seen those muscles. We yeah. know they exist. Come on. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So <clears throat> never gets a chance to explain to himself. You find out that the other dude is maybe a vegetable, like the, which is fucking tragic <laughs> the as guy shit. Who like wore that's the so suit. fucking sad. Like that is awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like his whole life is ruined. I know. And they're just like, huh, that's a joke. And I was like, <laughs> brain damage is hilarious. You know, just like, come on. You know, it's just not that it's fine to include that because it had to be for whatever. But like, it's just. Ugh. Anyway, well, um, they could have said they didn't have to say that. They could have said, like, I mean, yeah, they could have they could have been like, oh, he's really sick or he's, he's the flu or something. Know, but he, no, he he was he just pooped his pants brain. or something, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so so okay, <laughs> so the kid gets up on the flow, whatever, blah blah. blah he, gets, like, he gets to choose one kid in the audience yeah. to give him a special a edition Turbo, Turbo Man, Man doll. Yeah, so he chooses his son because, of course, and his son is the dumbest child on planet earth because he has no <laughs> idea what his father looks like with a plastic fucking visor in front well, of his face. neither does his wife. No, his wife is also the dumbest woman on earth. She's like, thank you, sir. I I'm know. looking you straight in the face. This man that I've created a child with like, and I you? don't know who you are. <laughs> like, have you have you never like, made eye contact before? The thing is, one time when I was in high school, I saw one of my teachers, I was working at the theater and one of my teachers came in and I was wearing my uniform and he looked at me like he knew who I was but didn't know who I was and I was like you know what he only sees me in class yeah yeah he doesn't see me in a uniform he do- I'm not you know that it's makes out of sense context, yeah now if my as a child bride if my husband had walked in <laughs> and seen me wearing my theater uniform and didn't recognize me that would be a problem a child <laughs> <laughs> like I would question I'd question if this I like person was... I like for some reason not an adult in this story. Weren't you an adult where you were working in the theater? Oh, I was in high school. Oh, well... I was 17 for okay. a year of it. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. I guess you'd still be technically... All I'm saying <laughs> is... All I'm saying is... She... This this is her husband. This woman oh, has yes. been with this man at least long enough... Oh. At least, let's say, eight years, because yeah. that's how old Anakin is. I would is. say. And... <laughs> At least eight years they've at been least. together. They've slept together at least once, probably twice. Let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, let's say they've, uh, yeah, they probably, maybe they were just doing it doggy style the whole time. It never looked blindfolded. And she can't, like, he's got a, he has a clear visor in front of his face and she is totally thrown for a loop. She's like, I have no idea who you are. I mean, like, th- it would have been better. It would have been better if she would have hit on him. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> listen, my husband's never around. She's like, he's a lazy piece of shit. But you look really tall and hot. Earlier so today, we should, uh, you know, my husband lit a thing. fire in our neighbor's house. But uh, I think you could light a fire in me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be like, surprise, I'm not terrible, man. I'm your husband. <laughs> She's like... Oh my God! It's been you the whole time. How the whole time? The whole time. 
I had no idea. I honest to God had no idea that was a reference to Mrs. Doubtfire because I've been saying that for years oh, now. Really? Yeah, well, because it's from because it's from Broad City. Broad City, and I had, I mean, like, yeah. well, it I must be. Seen, it must it, be. Yeah, it seems pretty, just it, pretty specific. Yeah, it's, but it's, I haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire enough to even know that reference until would, you sent it to me either. Yeah, so. I, you know, I didn't either until I saw mm-hmm. that GIF, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, this is so weird. Anyway, but yeah, so like they're both like, oh my god, thank you, sir, for doing this, and blah blah blah, and then he like takes off his helmet, and they're like, what? You're my dad slash husband? Oh my god, I would have never guessed ever, <laughs> even though your visor is totally clear, <laughs> and it's really obvious who is wearing this helmet. I mean, it was like no attempt was made to no. disguise his identity. None. None at all. At all. No. And, you know, if Turbo uh, Man was a real person, he would have a lot of enemies going after the real people in his life. So <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, wear glasses like Clark Kent or yeah, something. Because exactly. you got to have something that's going to disguise you from everyone else. And no one will ever guess if you wear <laughs> Did I ever tell you about when I first got my glasses that I was like, I think I was with... I, we were it was at work. I don't know if you remember this happening. You were there, but um, I was like, "Oh, I love my glasses because they're they're Clark Kent glasses." And Jeremiah was like, "He's like, put them on," and I put them on, and then I, and he's like, "Okay, take them off." And I took them off, and he goes, "I don't even know who you are." And I was like, <laughs> "Thank you." <laughs> it made me like. I was like, "I love this guy." <laughs> he was he was just such a cool dude, you know. Um, but what I'm saying is that. <laughs> They, no, there is no attempt it's whatsoever. Bad. It's really bad. It's like you know, with like with like Batman, you could maybe you could be like, wow, the lower half of your face looks familiar, but you might not like make a connection, you know. Yeah. But like with that, well, the thing is, <laughs> I feel like if you are in an eight-year sexual relationship with somebody, yeah, I, I feel like even Batman, you could. Oh, they figure stopped out having who sex years ago. You know that they have not been getting intimate for a well, while. Well, he doesn't I mean, come please. home ever. No, I mean, you know, how yeah. can he? Well, long distance sex, it's got to, you know, eat. yeah, it I works. Yeah, totally. You have to have a dick long enough, but it <laughs> I just, that was gross. I, you know what? I'm not sorry for that, actually. I thought it was pretty funny. So, <laughs> I like yes. the confidence. There she is. There she yes. is. Yesterday at work, it was like the end of the day. And um, my, my boss was like, hey, um, can you, to one of the guys, she's like, can you go change the light bulb? Um, and, and he like couldn't figure out which light it was. And so he's like, uh, is it this light bulb or is it this light bulb? And she's like, hold on, I have to go help him change a light bulb. And I said, I was like, hey, how many men does it take to change a light bulb? None. It takes one woman. And I thought it was hilarious. And I was like walking out the door, like cracking up. And I was like, whatever. I thought it was funny. And no one else was laughing. And I was like, guys. You emasculated that poor guy. (laughs) He'll be fine. He'll be fine. fine. He's got a gorgeous wife. (laughs) Great Mm. kids. He'll be fine. (laughs) No light bulbs in the house. No light bulbs. No. It's a sore spot. I know. So I don't think I have anything more to talk about. I think I'm good. You got all your Oh, oh. Except for um, what is up with the super racist ending? Myron gets arrested, but he doesn't. Yeah, I that is really racist. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, like, I was like, why? I'm like, Myron absolutely should get arrested. And so should. should Howard. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Myron's the only one that gets in trouble. Is is it the because it's is, 97 well, and yeah. he was a black man? I mean, yes, I think that's the most obvious thing. But secondarily, I think they tried to make it look like howard would like start to start to back off like when they were in the uh 
radio station trying to win the Turbo Man doll. And uh, Howard's like, you're taking it too far. You're taking it too far. And I'm like, no, it's too late for that. You yeah, can't like, you pretend to be innocent. DJ. You did all yeah. kinds of terrible things. And no. uh, and so I think they tried to make it look like he was the even keeled one. Yeah. And probably for racial reasons yeah. as well. So Ugh. I think, yeah, that's pretty bad. I feel like, I feel like if Sinbad watched his movie again he'd be freaking pissed at this shit he'd be like what that's racist why did they do that because he probably thought it was racist at the time he probably did you're right entertainer in 1996 i know it's like oh that is just so so it is pretty weird like he should have gross ending they should have both ended up in prison or neither of them should and that's it right either what like either both or none that's it I i don't want like or just howard just let's, let's flip the fucking script. Yeah. You know, like maybe Myron got away with the whole thing because he just walked away or something, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. But that, um, yeah, like I remember, the, I remember seeing that the first time and being like, oh my God, are they arresting him because he's black and the other guy's white? And then I watched it again and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're totally yeah, doing that. Obvious. And I was just like, this is not. Pretty bad. Why did he get arrested? And then, and, but then, and then, the cop like the cop taps him on his shoulder the same cop who's been terrorized for two days is like he looked like an italian michael douglas (laughs) yeah kind of yeah kind of he said the 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 force could really use someone like you oh my god i wanted to vomit howard turned around and the cop saw that it was howard this man who's been breaking the law and terrorizing him and all howard says is i'm really sorry about your bike and everything and the coffee and nothing else happens and i was like that cop if anyone is authorized to use deadly force at that moment, it'd I know, be that cop. I know, I know, I know. And if I was like that cop, I would have been like, I need backup right now because I can yeah. literally not arrest this guy because my hands my are so hands fucked up because he fucked are them up. You wrapped know? in gauze because him and his post office buddy put a bomb Psychotic in the hallway po- of this. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, and I, I, like, I don't know. I don't. I'm assuming that this movie does not have a deeper meaning to it other than what we've been presented. The movie is just like... But it's just such a... It's such a... It's a cautionary tale for workaholic fathers. Hold on. It's a a commentary on consumerism. (laughs) Okay. They act like... Words. Hard. Sometimes. You know? (laughs) Do I? Yes. Ever. Do with you with <laughs> um yeah, yeah i guess it's a commentary on consumerism i mean for sure like yeah capitalism but but they win in the end like the capitalists yeah, win in the end exactly. i think and it's also like, like you said he was allowed to be like a terrible father and husband for whoever who knows how long and just like one chaotic day just changed that all around and yeah and now his wife is like oh my god you're amazing and his son is like my dad's turbo dad and it's like ugh, he does not deserve like you know it's just it's like okay so this you know maybe this marriage will last another year until they realize (laughs) how shitty he actually is you know because that behavior isn't going to change. He's I not going to change. So. Like he's he still has to work and make money and yeah. schmooze, I guess. But the thing is, I don't think, and I mean, this is kind of a theory of mine, but I don't think people really have significant real change without experiencing some some kind of trauma in their life to like make them realize that they need to change. You know what I mean? Like I mean, it, yeah, people have to want to change. Yeah, well, there's exactly, a catalyst exactly, that makes them yeah, want to change. Exactly, and he just, 
Well, maybe the trauma was getting uh, attacked by a reindeer. Or, yeah, I, I mean, learning how to fly a jetpack. Maybe the trauma should have been his wife fucking his neighbor. <laughs> I would have been okay with Looks that. Like because Ted I had a Merry like, Christmas. Ted, indeed. Ted. Um, <laughs> there was one scene I wanted to talk about. It's the scene where he, like, gets, hitches a ride with this, like, weird Santa character who takes him to this black market warehouse <laughs> why are all the people in this warehouse dressed as santa yeah that was weird what is the, what is the point of that right i don't know this movie like m- movies like this imply that christmas is so important yeah and it's like i don't know does that many adults care about christmas i don't think they do i don't think so <laughs> and if you're a con man like the warehouse is full of men wearing santa costumes because right. they're con men presumably i think like, so because so they sold him this wrapped gift that's supposed to be turbo man for 300 dollars, and he opens it up and it's like a cheap knockoff of turbo man that only speaks spanish right and so it's like these men these santas are like con men and i was like but what is the like El turbo hombre. What? Yeah. Spanish, what, but. what is the who's the the clientele for this? Like, are all kinds of because there didn't look like there was that, that many people like normal people in the warehouse. It was no, all Santa. I know. I know. So are they all just hanging out in this warehouse waiting for one person to come buy something for three hundred dollars, or are they taking like Santa's not real? So where? Why are all these men dressed as Santa, and how do they pull this con off? Like it's just it just seems like a gentleman's club at this it, point. Yeah, like a gentleman and Santa's club. Maybe it it's doesn't a bunch make of men that any have sense. Santa fetishes. Or I something. guess I, like. I don't know. Where are the ladies that there also was, have Santa fetishes? Where's Mrs. Like, Claus? I feel like uh, the Mrs. Clauses. There's an act. One of the one of the Santas, the big guy who like started beating him up. His name is Paul White, and he's he's a WWE wrestler. Oh, really? Or he was. I think he. I don't know if he still is. But um, that's funny. Yeah, and so they they had to bring in this like cheeky scene where this wrestler, and I. Th- think he has uh what's the disease called like giganticism that andre the giant I think, yeah had. i think it's called giganticism but i think this this wrestler has it but he was born late enough that they were able to like like use medical like advances so that he doesn't suffer like andre the giant does i okay. think i think mike told me yeah, that if i I'm think andre the, the right giant person, i think andre the giant died young because he had a of lot the giganticism of, like yeah. health problems yeah. yeah but um so there's a little person there yeah and the little person climbs up on arnold schwarzenegger's shoulders and <laughs> the big santa pulls his fist back to punch arnold schwarzenegger howard and howard ducks <laughs> and the big wrestler dressed as santa punches the little person and the little person flies across the <laughs> warehouse and knocks down a shelf. What it's is this so, movie? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a fe- like I think that you're spot on. It was just a bunch of writers in a writer's room, tons of cocaine, and they're like, they're like, oh my, I love. There's this one. There's this one TikToker where he would like present these wild movies like as a person in the 80s like doing cocaine and he'd be like he'd be like okay i have this idea here it is okay there's this guy we'll, we'll choose like a bisexual rock star okay like just he's just gonna be like had this crazy hair he's gonna wear a ton of makeup and like a really big penis okay and he he's his best friends are, are, are these goblins okay and then there's this little girl all right and, and her 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 brother gets kidnapped by this guy okay and so she has to go through a freaking maze let's call it oh my god the labyrinth it's perfect <laughs> you know it's like 
And the other dude's like, oh, yeah. it's the best idea I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, it's really funny. But that's like, this is kind of one this reminds me of. They're like, let's just include this. We'll include a reindeer. He'll drink vodka. He'll be fine. Don't worry about the reindeer. Okay, it's not important. <laughs> no, that sounds pretty right. Because then right after that, the little person gets murdered, presumably. I would assume uh, so, yeah. The cops bust up this illegal toy... I don't know what is illegal about what they're doing, except for the fact that they overpriced some of their merchandise and, and underdelivered. I don't like, know I don't, either. And, and why are the cops busting into this ring? It's just a bunch of men dressed as Santa. Right. Nothing illegal happened until I don't even know if something illegal happened at all. <laughs> and but the cops are showing up in force. Like there must be right. no other crime because they come and they bust this thing this whatever operation is going on and Howard gets out because he finds a toy badge and Ugh, acts like a detective. I know, it's so dumb. And I know. I just and then it's just done. Like yeah, it's just a it. series of ridiculous events that are more ridiculous than the other the one before it. And then his car runs out of gas, of course. And Yeah, oh yeah. Because yeah, I was like, right, because it's easier to shove a car across town versus I don't know calling a tow why truck why is he pushing it yeah well like, <laughs> I, and it was on a bridge so i guess he oh, had to and he wouldn't have access a to a cell phone, phone. Yeah. yeah that's right but still i always I mean, forget about that i'm how like oh, much right. so the whole this whole all this searching for a turbo man doll takes place on christmas eve in the morning and afternoon yeah how much and how far are you driving to completely run out of gas i also want to know i'm curious you know what? I should look it up because I'm curious as to what the time zone is in Minneapolis. It's Central Time. I it's believe. Central, so then it gets light. It gets darker even earlier oh, than well, it does in the Eastern. Super North. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's inaccurate, of course. <laughs> but well, yeah, yeah, because they're they're I mean, days. He used a jetpack. This was probably filmed in like May, and they were like, "Just get some fake snow." It's fine. I assume. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like they were like, "We need longer." Yeah, because come on. <laughs> I well yeah who knows because you're I mean, assuming he probably gets going at like nine you know what I mean like let's say nine a.m. yeah you know and he tells his wife like I have to go to the office because right. I left the Turbo Man there and Which, then he doesn't come back for the whole yeah, day yeah I just like you know it's like stop making promises to your kid you know because yeah. the thing is like okay, so you think that you have made up for everything now. Well, congratulations in 10 years when your son decides to go no contact with you because he goes, why would I want a father who has never been my father? He already is going no contact with him in the movie. Yeah. Like, he's I mean, not speaking and I don't to him, him and he yells at him. And I know. And he's the like, kid yells at yeah, Howard. And Howard's like, I feel really bad about my kid yelling at me. And I'm how like, dare... It's like, a crazy idea. Just be there for your child. The movie <laughs> makes the kid... Like, the kid has remorse for yelling at the dad. In the, I know. At the end, he's like... So, <laughs> Howard flies him around because yeah. he's Turbo Man. And the family still has no idea that this man is, is in fact, their beloved husband <laughs> and father. And so uh, the little boy, so Anakin has this Anakin. ridiculous and unchildlike, like inhuman. We're just never going to learn his name. His, we don't care. <laughs> his What happens after everything settles down, but before they realize it's Howard, is something that no human would ever do, let alone no like eight-year-old child would ever do. He's like, did you see me fly, mom? And Rita Wilson is like, I did. And then the kid's like, <laughs> 
I just wish dad was here to see me fly <laughs> i feel bad because i yelled at him Ugh, and i was like on how nose. dare you make this little kid the bad I guy in this? he is not the villain in no, this movie he is not and i mean then howard does say like you don't have to feel bad at all and then reveals that he's the father but i mean like that line is so ridiculous like that kid is he was in the right the dad was in the wrong the whole time and and like who has this ridiculous like heart to heart moment because they don't know their dad is listening but their dad actually is and that stuff is so stupid i know and of course the dad overhears like, yeah it's, like, <clears throat> it's too convenient like there's too many things in this movie that were too convenient it was just i think like you i whoever could walk away from this movie and just feel like totally indifferent like i it, like don't i know it like it's just like <laughs> it doesn't really make you angry but it doesn't make you happy you're just kind of like fuck this movie this is, i'm done i've watched it and i'm good it inspired and I to watch it again except yeah I watched it twice in my life so. the height of emotion it didn't inspire any like highs or lows of emotion no. for me it was just like I guess if I had like six kids at home and it was playing at a second run theater, I'd probably take it just to get some peace and quiet for an hour and 40 minutes. I don't know. Or an hour and 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. You know, and that movie was about 20 minutes too long. Oh, big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could have been like an episode of like, I'm trying to like a 40 minute episode, whatever, whatever kind of show is out there. That's a 40 minute. I, I first thought it was CSI, but then I was like, why would you use that comparison of all the comparisons to use though? So I just I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I just don't know. And you know what's really disappointing, I have to tell you. I have to tell you that Hulu was taking off all my favorite shows. They took off Speechless, they took off Brooklyn Nine Nine. If they take off Frasier, so help me God, I'm done with Hulu. Except for probably not because they have Bob's Burgers on there and yeah. all that other stuff I like to watch. <laughs> like community. But community is on Netflix. So Well yeah, that's why you gotta start buying stuff because Listen, everything is so monopolized. It's almost, it makes more sense to purchase. I almost bought uh, The Office when they took it off Netflix. I was like, maybe I should just, because I own five seasons. Oh. So the, the last four seasons I don't have. And I almost just bought the last four because I'm like, this is crazy. I'm not going to go on the whim. But then it's on Peacock. So, right. uh, and I have Peacock now, so I don't need it. But things like that can be taken off anytime that's why I you know. gotta buy them and and get the hard hard media i know, know it's because like i'm probably the only person watching speechless out there and no, no there's probably other people yeah but not who love it as much as i do probably not you're the number one fan <laughs> i am I you should just buy it it was so only much. one season and it's probably not Three. that expensive three seasons oh i bet they're i bet you can get them for it's probably cheap pretty for have do you ever go to like disc traders um they might have I, there i would be very surprised if they had that there it was i mean yeah it did last for three seasons but i i would look it up on amazon just see if you can find it i should for sale and buy them if, if they're not eBay. super expensive yeah there yeah, you go because yeah. i bought rebecca off ebay oh, yeah. um see and uh what was that one? Oh, it was uh the jungle book Rudyard Kipling's yeah. Jungle Book. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the uh, one with Lena Headey and John Cleese and Sam Neill and like car- like a huge like yeah that and that movie, what like was not it was no longer being made into DVDs, you know. And so like it was it's like because I was looking at Amazon, 
it was like $120. So I was like, I'm not going to spend that much. And right. then I found it on eBay for like 10 And I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. Exactly. And I sent a picture to my sister. And I was like, do you remember this movie? And she's like, oh my God, I do remember that movie. I can't believe it. And I was like, I just bought it. She's like, I can't believe that you own it. And I was like, I, I felt nostalgic as hell. And yeah. I needed to buy it. So I, I don't regret it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't as good as I remembered, but it was sure. still very nostalgic. And right. Fun, so. Yeah. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that you and I will not recommend this film. <laughs> I feel no, very confident Don't watch that. it. Do not. <laughs> don't. Do not. It's so bad. You know, honestly, I would say the only reason you should watch it is if you are with a bunch of other friends and you're just going to make fun of it yeah, the whole time. Yeah, like And that's tracks. the only reason yeah. you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like, unless you're like the biggest Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, or maybe you really like Phil Hartman or Anakin Skywalker, or Anakin Skywalker, Rita Wilson, Rita Wilson but Sinbad, you know, but dynamite cast, really just a <laughs> real top notch dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you like our podcast, uh, go to iTunes. Please give us five stars. It helps us out. And thank you so much to Mike Myers for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.